living a life of purpose and having purpose with the work that you do that is bigger and beyond yourself is so important. You know, that saying uh, that beauty is skin deep is so true. I think that beauty is about like this much physicality and like <laughs> this much the vibe and energy you bring to a space. So, and I think with what we do in beauty, I think we facilitate that by like helping people with their confidence so they can bring forth to the world their best self. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey there, Joyce Platon here, and welcome to Hello, Beauty. Today's special guest is Dr. Weitzman. Dr. Weitzman is a general and cosmetic dentist. She's the official dentist to several prominent organizations, Miss America, New York Giants cheerleaders, and some celebrities that you admire the smile of. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Dr. Weitzman. Thank you, Joyce. Great to be here. I'm so excited. Yes, you are so sweet. And I have been following you. I have been admiring all your work. Aww. on Hailey Bieber, Madison Bieber, Thank all those you. beautiful ladies. Thank you. And I can't wait to learn more about how to get that Hollywood smile. Awesome. Yes. So I'm aware that you went to art school. Talk to me about your background and the journey that led you to become a general and a cosmetic dentist. Yeah. So as a kid, I did go to art school. I was very creative. I mean, I could literally spend hours in my room drawing and painting. And I also had wanted to do something in a medical field. So dentistry just happened to be like the perfect blend of the mm -hmm. two the merging of art and science. Mm -hmm. And when I went to dental school, we actually, you know, don't get that much background in cosmetic dentistry. So what happened was after dental school, I started taking like a lot of cosmetic dentistry courses and veneers because I had a lot of patients asking me for them. And I was like, wait a minute, we didn't really cover that too much in dental school. So I, I did a ton of continuing education and I met a lot of amazing mentors and dentists who I'm not kidding, were like the happiest dentists that I had ever met. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's what I want to do. They truly enjoyed what they were doing uh -huh. because they were building confidence. It wasn't just about doing root canals and extractions. I mean, these were people that were truly changing their patients' lives. And from that point forward, I was really committed to, you know, developing my cosmetic practice. And that it was so it was just kind of like a, a natural progression through the years. Yeah. yeah, and it's actually interesting that you said that the dentist that you met and yeah. wanted to follow in the footsteps mm -hmm. of were the happiest dentists. Absolutely. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I did hear that there are a lot of dentists that, I mean, that's what their profession is known for. They're actually like miserable, but these are like, <laughs> I guess it depends on like the industry and the type of dentistry, right? Yeah, it depends on the industry. It depends on the person. Mm -hmm. I think in every industry, you're going to find people that that's sort true. of succumb to the pressures of the industry, <laughs> yeah. especially for, for um, people that practice solo or solo, mm -hmm. solopreneurs, as they call them, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that are doing everything on their own. I think it's, it's common to at times get dejected and, and feel, you know, like things might not be going well. But um, I think if you pick something that you love, 
have great mentors, hone in on the things that are going to make you happy and follow that, I don't think it's an issue. But you're right. I've heard that too about <laughs> dentists. I'm hoping to kind of break that mold yes. a little bit and show people that dentists are not exactly. <laughs> necessarily unhappy. And really just do what you love and everything absolutely. else will follow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that goes with any profession. I mean, you know, being in, in business too, mm-hmm. I mean, if you find something you love, you're going to be happy. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I know like being an entrepreneur, it's about every just enjoying the process because it's not all glitz and glamour. No, I mean, you know, starting a business and starting a practice. I mean, I started a practice from scratch. I didn't buy into a practice. I mm-hmm. didn't do any of that. I literally started with one patient. So it's definitely a process. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so important to stay optimistic. Know that you might fail along the way um, and just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your tips and, you know, just giving yourself that confidence boost? Um, Look at the bigger picture. Know that it's okay to stumble. Um, If and when you do stumble, because that will happen, um, just keep going because in the end, everything will be okay. Um, Being open to possibilities, Mm -hmm. maybe seeing yourself in a way that you hadn't before, Mm -hmm. saying yes to things that maybe you didn't think you could do. even if you're fearful, just as they say, do it anyway. Yes. Um, and I still, I think I still um, kind of go with that now. You know, I, I get presented with opportunities sometimes. I'm like, huh, I don't know. I never thought of myself that way. But breaking out of your comfort zone is very important. Yeah. Not ex- being stuck in that box. Yeah. Exploring your capacity. Absolutely. You never know until you try. You know, and your capacity keeps growing. Well, you know, it's interesting because once you think you've reached a point where, oh, th- this was my goal success is a moving target because yes. you're like oh wait i'm here now but but i can do so much more now yeah you know and you're like oh it wasn't so bad no exactly it, yeah. <laughs> exactly you get comfortable with being uncomfortable as they say and the more you do the more you get used to that uncertainty the easier it gets yeah and that's amazing. yeah i love those tidbits yeah. yeah so your work can be seen on the beautiful smiles of Haley bieber madison beer and the like What do you specialize in that has attracted high-profile clients and celebrities? So I do cosmetic dentistry. That means I do smile makeovers with like porcelain veneers. I do whitening. I do Invisalign. Um, There are a lot of things that cosmetic dentistry kind of encompasses. Mm -hmm. So while I do some general dentistry as well, my practice just naturally has kind of evolved into a cosmetic practice where even like the general dentistry I do has a an aesthetic to it. So even if you're getting a crown, it's going to look good. It's going to be a certain material. Um, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's important. Like, a people's smile is basically what they see first. So absolutely. it's not like you're just applying it and you're done. No, like, absolutely. Yeah, and, exactly. And it has to match their face and their features. Absolutely. I always say, you know, a smile is the one thing you can't hide. Like if there's another part of your body you're not comfortable with, you can put a sweater on, you know, a smile is something you absolutely cannot hide. And you're right. You know, your smile affects your whole face. There's a whole, um, there's a whole thing about facial aesthetics, the way the smile can enhance the face. So basically, just like what you do with makeup, you can kind of accentuate certain features and kind of detract from certain features. Yes. We can do the same thing with the smile. So um, also, there's a huge anti-aging component to it. You know, as we age, we lose volume in the face, mm-hmm. um, especially the lower third. You know, so once we restore that, there's a huge anti-aging component to that. 
Um, in the smile designs that we do, it's really important to, and the goal actually is to restore harmony to the face. So cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you get that Hollywood smile? What is the usual procedure? So there, there are a couple of, there are a couple of, uh, there are three main ones I would say. So, all right, let's say someone's getting ready for an award ceremony or something. The quickest, easiest thing you could do is like a zoom lightning. That only takes an hour. It can, if you're already happy with like the size and the shape of your teeth, you know, it can get you about, you know, four, five, six shades lighter. Can you use that on top of like veneers or? You know, if you've had veneers for a while and they've accumulated okay. stains, it is possible to get those stains off. You can't change the original color of the veneers because that's like an intrinsic quality of the veneer. You can't change that. But any extrinsic stains, meaning stains that are like on top of the veneer, like coffee, red wine, um, you can remove. Although veneers are a lot more color stable, so they don't really pick up stains as quickly or readily as enamel. So the whitening is the quickest, fastest way. Uh, then there's Invisalign, which takes a bit longer. It can take sometimes up to a year and a half to two years and that just moves and shifts the teeth into their proper position. So if your teeth are crowded or if there's some spacing, there's these clear aligners that you wear about 23 hours of the day. The thing with that is that there's definitely a compliance component. So you have to wear them for it to work. And then the third thing we do, which is my absolute favorite procedure, um, is a smile makeover with porcelain veneers. The reason why I love it so much when appropriate um, is because we see the most I don't like the word dramatic, but we can just do so much with porcelain veneers. We can change the color, the size, the shape of the teeth. We can broaden the smile. And um, that's really where the anti-aging component comes in as well. Like I'd mentioned before, you know, like just the aging process in general, we lose volume in our faces, in our soft tissue and our bone, but the teeth lose volume as well. So as we age, sometimes we grind our teeth down. So the face becomes a little shorter looking, the teeth get pushed in a little bit because of the, the uh, jaw muscles. So what happens is the face collapses a little bit. And if you look at older faces, they're shorter. And that's a sign of an aging face. So by rebuilding that, restoring the volume of the two teeth that have been lost, um, we can just, you know, someone can look 15, 20 years younger. And you don't have to use as much filler. You don't have to, you know, do as much of that because it provides a lot more lip support, a lot more cheek support for a, a more youthful appearance. It provides that nice support for for the lips because as we get older, that's all that all gets pushed in a little bit. Yeah, that's amazing. How just to think about it, just working on your smile, you know, as simple as that can, and you don't have to go undergo any like major surgery. Can already take years off your features. 100%. And yeah, so nothing too drastic. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think the smile is actually the most overlooked feature on the face. You know, people are always like, I, I see m my main demographic is women, you know, for any age and the older women are always, you know, talking about seeing a plastic surgeon or dermatologist. But I think one of the first things to consider too is let, let's look at the smile. How can we how can we um, enhance this? Because that has other benefits too to the skin. Um, it can smooth the wrinkles around your mouth when you add support to the lips, you know? So there are yeah, a lot of benefits to restoring the smile. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So you talk about Zoom and other widening. Yes. What are other widening methods or procedures that is available that we can 
um, use to remove stains and probably use like at home. Yeah. So I love I love Zoom. It's it's 25% hydroperoxide. That's our in-office procedure. That's a staple procedure in our office. Um, it's just highly effective. The other methods to use primarily for maintenance would be like Crest White Strips. Oh, you like that brand? I do. Yes. I like Crest White Strips. I like um, also like the Zoom pens. Mm -hmm. um, also, Kendall Jenner has her... Um, moon pen mm -hmm. she has a moon whitening pen now so those are great like on the go you can carry them with you so if you've had like coffee or tea or wine and you're out it's like a very low dosage of hydrogen peroxide and you basically just paint it on and it just oxidizes the stains off before they have a chance to settle in so it's a great way to keep your smile white after the whitening um, we can also make you trays to take home. You can wear trays with, uh, we can give you whitening gel to wear at home. So that's a great way as well. I know a lot of people like the hydrogen peroxide baking soda combination. Um, it is effective, but you have to be careful with the baking soda because it can be a little bit abrasive. So I wouldn't do that too much. I think the best route to go with whitening, and I get this question all the time, is once a year or however often you need it, once every two years, do the in-office whitening. It's probably the least expensive um, of the cosmetic procedures. And then just maintain in between. And that'll get you that really white, white pop. There's nothing that pops more than a white smile. Oh, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It even makes the skin glow more, uh -huh. you know? Yeah, I'm like all about teeth. I'm like yes. obsessed with teeth. Yes, I know, I know. Yeah. So for those that have probably undergone uh, undergone like um, a whitening procedure such as Zoom, yeah. how long can they start drinking coffee or tea or wine again? So like pretend like today I went to yeah. your office, got a Zoom treatment. So yeah. how long do I have to wait till I can drink, you know, my favorite drinks that I'm obsessed about or addicted to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I happen to be a coffee addict yeah. as well. And that's like my one, my very few vices. Like yeah. I love coffee. Um, it's about 24 hours. That's the recommended time. I sometimes say 48. I just think that's a little bit better. The reason why you need to avoid staining foods um, and beverages is because the hydrogen peroxide in um, the whitening gel uh, dehydrates the teeth. So basically the hydrogen peroxide, it's a chemical reaction, draws the water out. So the teeth become like little sponges. Mm -hmm. So they'll just like absorb any color that they come in contact with. So especially, and then once they rehydrate, that lowers the risk. Uh-huh. It's so, sort of in a way like it's sealed off already. Yes. When, you know, like after yes. 48 hours. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So when it's, when you've just had it and it's fresh, there's more of a chance that the color will be absorbed in. Yes. So you just have to be careful. Uh-huh. Aside from coffee, um, tea, and wine, what what other foods are standing to your teeth? I've noticed like beets, beets, berries, <laughs> curry. Yeah, I mean, there's and anything with color in yeah. it will stain your teeth. <laughs> tea too. I mean, people yeah. talk about coffee, but tea is definitely a tea, big one. Yeah. Also, something that people don't know is, you know, people always look at red wine as the culprit, uh -huh. but white wine can actually oh, yeah. stain teeth as well, not because of the color, but because the acidity of the white wine makes the teeth 100%. more vulnerable. Yeah to the staining That's so, so then after you have white wine you're more susceptible to picking up those stains yeah so watch out for the white wine exactly. too i'm like uh there was a time i was on like a beets um grass-fed beef soup oh, like okay. you know kind of regimen and yeah my friend was like are your teeth 
like how's your teeth and then like I what happened to-, <laughs> to your teeth oh my god and then I went to like the bathroom and I was like oh my god they're so like dark and yeah. like, because of the beads, beads. Yeah. also green juice too yeah, yeah so one of the tips too is if you're having staining foods or mm. beverages have water with you mm. drink water rinse sugar-free chewing gum is great you, you know okay. sugar-free just yes. to get the salivary flow uh-huh. going ideally you'd carry a toothbrush with you. I know not everyone can do that. Uh-huh. Um, but also like those whitening pens that I mentioned, if yes. you carry them now, they have the little whitening wipes as well. Ooh. Carry it in your bag and it's literally just a quick click, click swipe. Like right know. after you eat. But yeah, like r- r- rinse with water right uh-huh. after you just put it on. And that that's just like a very low dose of hydrogen peroxide that's safe uh-huh. enough where you don't have to rinse it out. And that'll prevent anything from kind of settling in. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you I can know. still have your coffee. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Not end of the world. No. <laughs> but we need our energy. <laughs> oh, believe me. I know. I yeah. get it. So I know that I'm pretty sure that you get bizarre requests. And yes. people, I mean, even with makeup, you're like, they bring in a picture or they show their phone. I want to look like her. Can you yeah. get this makeup on me? And yeah. I'm just like. Um, I mean, I can do the makeup on you, but you're not going to look like that. You may not look like that. Exactly. (laughs) So talk to me about these like funny stories or what are the bizarre requests you've gotten? Yeah. So, you know, first and foremost, I think it's very easy in the beauty industry to say yes to a lot of things. And I think ethics are number one. Um, So just one example that I get sometimes is, you know, I have parents who bring in like a 13 or 14 year old for a full smile makeover and you're like, absolutely not. Oh my God. I I did hear too, like there are some... 16 or 15 year old that have gotten fillers already and yeah just, I, I know Look, with the consent of their parent even right so. so i'm not here to judge or say that's yes. wrong but but personally if it's not if a child isn't because that is a child essentially yes. if there isn't some sort of social impact to the way their smile affects their life or bullying or anything i would probably hesitate to do that mm-hmm. i would say no likely and just wait so you definitely turn patients away. Oh, I turn patients away all the time. I mean, the easiest thing is to say yes. It's, yes. it's knowing mm-hmm. when to say no that mm-hmm. makes the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I think ethics above anything else. Because in this industry, it's so easy. People will come to you all the time wanting you to do their work, you know. Yes. Um, so that that's one thing. The other thing I do, I get patients that come in with um, these photoshopped images of celebrities and say, I want to, yes, exactly. I, or filters, yes, yes. you know, and they call it what they call it, like Instagram face now. Yeah. yeah. So wanting to look like that. And, you know, we just really have to manage expectations and say, yes, we can. It, it's a good starting point and blueprint if somebody comes in and says, you know, I like this smile because the teeth are a little square or a little round or I like this length. And using it as a guide, but to have the expectation that we're going to make you look exactly like that is a little bit misleading. So we always try to be clear with that as well. And that too, like with what you do, makeup, it needs to be tailor-made to the face. Mm-hmm. You know, every smile we do is custom. It's That's custom so designed. We get take impressions and get wax models before we do anything. Um, we look at the blueprint of what the smile is going to look like. We try it in, in the patient's mouth. Sometimes what looks good on a model may not look good on the patient's face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure like you see that too with like your makeup clients, you know, people go, I want this and you put on like, oh, this might not go with my skin tone or, you know. Exactly. Or a certain eye makeup um, trick or type of makeup is not going to apply on a person's eye because that's not the shape of your eye, you know. Exactly. We do the same thing. So, you know, Mm -hmm. people have different features. Mm -hmm. We're trying to accentuate and kind of take away from different things on different faces. Also, skin tones are different. We always look at skin tone and eye color and hair color when picking the color of the teeth, too. 
Oh, that's so amazing. super bright uh-huh. may not look good on someone with a very olive complexion because that would look way too bright. Oh my gosh. Where someone yeah. with like a lot fairer and lighter and brighter mm-hmm. colors naturally, it would just look better. It, it looks balanced. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't also want to, I mean, I mean, to each his own, but you do what essentially looks natural. And yeah. I've also heard some uh, cosmetic surgeons where they really, geared towards what moves with a face, mm-hmm. not trying to make it too like Barbie-like or Ken-like. Yeah. yeah. You know, my personal aesthetic is like clean, natural, with a little bit of pop. Of course. Okay. But my personal aesthetic isn't always what my patients want. So, you know, while patients do come to me for work, we talk about what they want. A lot of patients, you know, I'm coastal right so mm-hmm. in new york i think it's a lot more of that natural look oh, yes. when i come here it's a lot more of that hollywood smile look some people do want that bright white they're like well i don't care if it doesn't look that natural so you know <laughs> that's it, the it's, point yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like a balancing act uh-huh. you know um it's mm-hmm. my personal aesthetic too but ultimately um kind of taking into account what the patient preferences are, uh-huh. you know, because we go through a whole design and a whole several conversations about what they want their smile to look like. We have color shade tabs we go through and patients ultimately pick their, you yeah. know, their final shade, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, if I feel it's going to be way too off, I, you know, say, you know, you probably should try something different, but. Just, just going, I mean, trying to meet in the middle and exactly. find that happy medium. We try, we try to meet in the middle. communication. Right. But they're the ones that <laughs> and have education. to. education. Yeah. Education. And, um, but they're the ones that have to be comfortable with their smile because mm-hmm. they're going to be wearing it. Yes. You know, forever. So, True. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. like, I mean, it is really education, even like with Absolutely. makeup clients. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But you know, it just so you know, exactly. it's this. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like I heard what you said. Yes. I get it. But let's consider this maybe. <laughs> that's so true. So, yeah. um, charcoal has been all the rage in the, you know, beauty industry as well as the oral health industry. What are your thoughts on charcoal toothpaste? And I mean, you've already mentioned in other ways to remove stains, but I feel like yeah. charcoal toothpaste is still like around. Yeah, you know, I find it's interesting because I think once a trend picks up mm-hmm. in any industry, it sort of permeates every industry. <laughs> so, like first it was coconut, right? Yes, and now it's charcoal. Um, to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the charcoal toothpaste. Um, it, they can be a little bit abrasive and increase the surface roughness of enamel. And that's the last thing you want to do. You don't want to do anything to essentially destroy the enamel surface. Not to say it'll destroy it, but it'll definitely increase the roughness. There have been studies. Of course, it depends on the individual um, charcoal toothpaste. So that would require further research into it. But I think there are better and easier ways to remove stains that have been around for a while you know, um, using a an electric toothbrush. There are other whitening toothpastes you can use. And essentially, nothing is going to really whiten your teeth the way a hydrogen peroxide product will. So, and hydrogen peroxide is not in the toothpaste. That goes through through the whitening process. But for maintenance, I think there are definitely whitening toothpaste that might do a better job. If you do want to go the natural route, I do think that a better way to do it might be with a coconut oil pulling. I'm sure you may have heard of that. Um, 
the way that works. And it's it's a lot easier on your soft tissue and your enamel. Um, they say that the the fatty uh, cell wall of the bacteria attracts to the to, to the fatty mo- molecule of the coconut oil. They come together and then the bacteria leaves and that leads to fresher breath and less staining. And I've had patients that have done that successfully, you know. So if you want to go the natural route, that might be my preference. I'm just not a huge fan. I think charcoal should stick to the face those face masks masks yes. are probably great uh-huh. um so yeah i think even with the face mask you have to be careful you too. have to be careful too it's mm-hmm. interesting how trends just pick up and uh mm-hmm. they go with it right yes because i mean every type of mask or whatever you put on is not applicable to every type of skin as absolutely well. like, like we always say everything absolutely. is tailor-fit exactly. that we have to just do the research on and it's you know um having more knowledge can allow us to be more like, you know, be an informed decision maker. Exactly. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So actually I have, it's been, I've been seeing it around and like on Instagram and it actually looks super cute. Mm -hmm. Um, People have been wearing, um, applying those tooth gems and grills as Uh a fashion statement. What do you think about those? Do you apply those? I do. I I apply those. uh, We do tooth gems and sometimes people bring their own gems and diamonds and all all that kind of stuff. And we do grills. Um, I do it for special events. I don't recommend it for long-term use. (laughs) You know, I, it it depends on the industry you're in. If it's for a fashion event or a photo shoot or an award ceremony. um, Yes. You know, I wouldn't say, you know, wear a grill every day. It's something to, yeah, no, it's, it's not, it's not the yeah. safest thing. You have to be careful. Exactly. I would say you put it in for the photo. Yeah. Walk down the red carpet. Yeah. Give your speech, whatever it is. Mm. And then I would say just take it out. You know, so it's like it's not like a long term use type of thing. Uh-huh. But yeah, it definitely adds that extra bling. I, you know, years ago we did this um, tooth gem thing where we would apply pink uh, tooth crystals for breast cancer awareness month. And then sometimes people will put on different colors for different meanings of different Mm -hmm. things like red for AIDS awareness and all those kinds of things. So it's interesting to make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. What are the risks though? Cause I mean, a lot of people Mm -hmm. just keep it on. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it can pop off. I mean, there's no real damage to the enamel or anything because with those tooth gems, what I do is I use just the regular filling material that I would use for for fillings and I don't remove any tooth structure. But you just want to be careful because they can pop off. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. probably like... catch like food and- exactly they could be food traps but if mm-hmm. you keep them clean i mean it's not a huge issue but again i mean keep it on for a little bit but eventually it's time to yeah to, to take it off it's just an accessory exactly yeah, for special locations exactly yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and sometimes for crowns too or veneers we can add a little symbol oh uh, but that's more permanent because the crown or veneer <laughs> yeah. is like on there that's indefinitely cool. yeah mm-hmm. so i mean with um your many years in the dental uh-huh. industry, what is one thing that you wish people would do more of? Yeah. And do less of. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, obviously a lot of my patients are people coming in for cosmetic mm-hmm. dentistry. Um, I would really like to see people coming in more often for regular checkups and cleanings because as important as beauty is, I mean, I think that health is the cornerstone of beauty. I'm sure that most makeup artists, dermatologists, plastic surgeons would agree with me that uh, you can't have something absolutely beautiful without having a healthy foundation. So definitely regular che- regular checkups, cleanings. Um, and then I wish patients, it's probably the only time I'm sound like, like an actual general dentist. I mean... <laughs> I wish patients would floss more, you know, um, and just do more of that home care stuff because a lot of times I do get patients coming in for 
full mouth smile makeovers, but you have plaque buildup and cavities and things like that. So more home care. And I wish they would skip their, um, wouldn't skip their dentist, regular dentist visits yes. as often. Yeah. And then like, what is the required um, time or amount of flossing you have to do? Is it every day? I've definitely every day, even twice mm-hmm. a day. Twice a day. Yeah. Definitely. Because things get caught between your teeth and that's where bacteria brews. And um, the science behind it is that the bacteria that causes damage is what we call anaerobic, and that lives under the gums. So if there's no oxygen there, it'll just brew. So the key is to introduce oxygen by flossing and remove that bacteria. And then what is the recommended amount of time you visit your dentist? Twice a year. Twice a year. year. Sometimes we have patients coming in three times a Mm -hmm. year, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. You know, start from the basics. Start with the basics. I mean, like, you know, healthy skin is, if you have healthy skin, you're going to get a much better result with any makeup or dermatology procedures you get done. So Uh yeah, health is definitely the foundation of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you split your time between New York and LA. I do. How do you stay on top of your beauty regimen and health? Yeah. So I actually love spending time in both places. A lot of times people say, oh my gosh, doesn't it drive you crazy? I actually think it balances me more. I think you and I were discussing this <laughs> earlier. I think that two cities have such a different vibe that I actually feel more balanced being in the two. You know, and the way I stay on top of my routine is I try to I, I try not to get too distracted. And if I'm in L.A., I'm very present and I'm in L.A. And if I'm in New York, I'm very present that I'm there in yeah. New York. And I have routines in, in every in each city. Um, so, yeah, it's just to kind of stay present to where I am. And and I get out invited out to events all the time, like industry events. And I don't stay out late. That's one of my <laughs> one of my um, keys. Uh, don't drink much. You know anything that'll that'll have you have a focused good morning is priceless. You know. I agree. I mean, like, so I want to know about your skin, hair, and makeup routine. Talk to me about, quickly. Talk to me about your products. I use morning and night. Yeah. So uh, let's see. With makeup, I like a like tinted moisturizer something with a glow because I'm so pale and I stay out of the sun. I don't do well with the sun. So anything that just adds a little bit of color, I love. Um, I love a like a red lip uh, because it makes a smile pop a little bit more. Um, I make sure I take off all my makeup at night, use moisturizer daily. Sometimes I use a vitamin C or hyaluronic acid serum um, for the skin. Uh, hair, I'll do like a mask every week, I would say. Um, I guess it's no secret that I do highlight my hair in case you couldn't tell. So sometimes it's like a beautiful a, shade of blonde. Uh, thank I you. I'd yeah. love to say it's natural, but okay. <laughs> but anyway, purple shampoo comes in handy. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, what else? Oh, dental routine too. Dental regimen. I mean, that's how can I not mention that? So dental hygiene is huge. Obviously, a Sonicare toothbrush. Um, I think those are great. I use a whitening toothpaste. I floss daily. I think that's key. So I start my day with dental hygiene. Also, I don't want to forget the the other day was a mental mental. What is it? Awareness. Awareness day. So uh-huh. also, I know it's part of my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, meditation a little bit. Uh-huh. So there's like dental hygiene. There's also what we call mental hygiene, right? Yeah. And I think that goes a really long way to keep you balanced and calm throughout the day. So that's a, that's definitely a part of my routine as well. Mm-hmm. Drink lots of water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you, you talked about um your whitening toothpaste? What brand do you use? 
I like Crest. Uh, Crest has a, a bunch of great products. Crest 3D White. I mean, they're they're great. But a lot of them have similar, you know, ingredients. So um, I think I think it's a great uh, maintenance product. Yeah. I, I like it better than the charcoal toothpaste <laughs> out there. So yeah, yeah. You have an amazing red lip on, and it definitely brings out your smile even more. Thank like, you. you know, it looks so bright and beautiful. Thank so, you. So I mean, there are types of lipsticks and lipstick shades that yes, you know for we sure. use to brighten our smile and, or enhance our smile. Could you share those like, yeah, little tips? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's a great uh -huh. one. So um, for lips, uh -huh. you want to stick with something that sort of has a blue or berry undertone. That'll really bring out the white in your teeth. You want to stay away from things with like an orange or coral or yellow undertone because that'll bring out the yellows That's... and the brown stains in your teeth. Uh -huh. So the trick is, you know, blue-based reds or berries, berry, mm -hmm. you know, uh, lip tones, and stay away from the corals and the peaches and those kind of tones, the warmer tones. Yes. So cool tones are better, warm tones not so much. Yeah, warm tones, you can just put it on your cheeks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I love yeah. a warm tone on the cheek, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy. It's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? So I think there are, there are a couple of different ways um, to do that. Uh, first is to recognize that beauty doesn't equal perfection. Um, you can be beautiful without being perfect. So that's definitely important. Um, the other thing I would say to help bring out your beauty within is to take care of yourself. Self-care, I think having certain anchors throughout the day that you do every day to take care of yourself helps you do more for others and be your best self. So whether it's drinking water or meditating, like we just talked about, I mean, I think just being in a good state of mind um, goes such a long way. Staying calm and focused throughout day is so important. The other thing I would say is, um, you know, li living a life of purpose and having purpose with the work that you do that is bigger and beyond yourself is so important. You know, that saying uh, that beauty is skin deep is so true. I think that beauty is about like this much physicality and like this much the vibe and energy you bring to a space. So, and I think with what we do in beauty, I think we facilitate that by like helping people with their confidence so they can bring forth to the world their best self. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, that's beautiful. Yeah. I agree 100%. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So before I let you go, what is something exciting in store for you? So we ha always have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm excited about some potential, you know, collaborations mm -hmm. we have. Uh, you know, I'm always open to new opportunities and we're lucky that we, we always get you know, new things coming up. So yeah. if you stay tuned to our socials, uh, you'll probably see some cool things coming up soon. Cool. Yeah. What are your socials and where can they find you to stay connected? Yeah. So on Instagram, it's Dr. Victoria DDS. And my website is www.vitesmanddds.com. That's amazing. Thank you so much for spending time Thank with us you, today. Joyce. I really Weitzman. had fun today. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Thank you. Can't wait to have you back on. I'd love to be mm -hmm. back. Thanks, Joyce. Right. See you soon. See you.